0: Struggling with loneliness after the death of your spouse? Join us at the free Purpose Reimagined online event from May 30th to June 1st. Learn from grief and widowhood experts on how to rebuild your life after loss. Visit widowsquad.com to register and start your journey to healing. You're listening to the Widow Squad
1: Podcast, the show that helps widows create a fulfilling life after loss. Join hosts Jen Zwink, Kim Murray, and Melissa Pierce as they share expert tips,
0: resources, and advice to help you get a grip on your grief and learn how to thrive. If
1: you're a widow, this is where you want to be.
2: Hi, it's Jen with my wonderful co-hosts, Kim and Melissa. Welcome back to the Widow Squad podcast. Today, we're flipping the pages to a truly healing chapter, journaling for emotional health. You know, when words fail us, sometimes writing can help us express that storm inside. So let's dive in and discuss how picking up a pen and a journal can be a
0: step towards moving forward as a widow.
2: Melissa, let's start with
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) My experience with journaling. Um, I am not a natural journaler. Um. I journaled sporadically, you know, as a kid and in my teen years and young adult years, but not it was not a regular practice for me. Um when Dave died, I just felt like it was really important to just kind of journal what the day to day was going cuz it was such an extraordinary experience, just an unusual this has never happened to me and I had kids. I wanted to document there experience more, kind of start with them. And it was very, um, it wasn't even like journaling. It was writing down like more of like scheduling and all the tasks, because it was just me doing all the things. And then it morphed into a little bit around my feelings, because again, not, um, not super tapped into my feelings at that point. So it originally kind of started out with scheduling and being organized, and then kind of morphed into, gosh, what are my, I'm observing my kids and how they're feeling or how I think they're feeling. And then it, again, that morphed into, well, what am I, what's going on with me? And I came across, I don't know, I think I was Googling one night when I couldn't sleep and I came across this really cool journal and I don't have it anymore. I did rip out a few pages that I really liked, but it was guided it was like heavily guided prompts because I'm not good at like, oh, what's a blank page? A blank page? What's happening in my head? Yeah, I really needed something to kind of guide me into kind of what I was feeling. And this is this is more about it was it's like an angel. I think it was like an angel journal or something like that. It was specifically for your grieving. It wasn't for widowhood, but you're grie- grieving the loss of a person. So I thought that was pretty cool because it the prompts were kind of around a memory or tell us about your the first time you met this person or tell us about um a really fun outing you had and it wasn't specific to a partner so some of the ones were were didn't apply but that was really helpful for me just to get in the habit of writing because I was not in the habit of writing um, other than lists and schedules and how how I think my kids are and all the things. And that was that was a a game changer for me because I was able to I felt like I was gonna lose my memory of Dave um, because I was in shock, and you know, we know what shock does to our brain. and I was starting to like feel like, oh, what if I don't remember how he laughed? or what if I don't remember? or I, I couldn't remember certain things and that scared me because I like, well, that just happened a year ago. Why, why can't I, the, the details are fuzzy. Why, why is that happening? And so that really scared me. Um, so this was a great way for me to kind of write down my memories of him and how I felt with him and my sadness, you know, my grief. And, um, and then I would just skip over the parts that just didn't really apply. So, so <laughs> that ended up, So Dave died in 2011 and I then started writing my book in 2016 and I published it in 2017. And so based on that angel journal, I was able to reconstruct some of my memories because this was, you know, six years later, you know, or five years later. And some of that stuff gets fuzzy. You know, some of your memories get fuzzy. Some are really clear and some are... Some are not. So I was, it was great that I was able to go back to those pages, then kind of formulate our story. Cause my book is really, it's our story. And then it morphs into my story, you know, of after, after he died. So yeah, I don't really journal a ton now. Um, I will journal if I feel super stuck on something, if something, if I'm ruminating over something, um, I can't talk it out. And I don't feel like anybody will understand, but I think my higher self will understand if it's a little woo woo. But yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like then I can get stuff down on paper, my thoughts down on paper. Usually I'll find an answer in there. Sometimes not, but at least it's out of my head. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. If it's it's all up in here and then if you get it on paper, it's kind of out of you. And it's nice to kind of have that out of you. So. That's really my experience. I would, I wish I was. Like I love journaling. I love to get up every morning and write two <laughs> pages. That is not me. I mean, I, tr- <laughs> I try yeah. I tried have you have you heard of The Artist Way, Julia Cameron?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 So I got
0: book. it's a great book. I I, I had the book. book, I read it, I tried to do the morning pages or you're supposed to free write for three pages or half hour or something like that. And I would get so stuck on punctuation <laughs> and grammar. <laughs> And free writing is not that. Free writing is just whatever. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to get out of your head. And I just could not get over that concept. Um, I had to write in complete sentences. And
1: I've tried to do that this way too, <laughs> Melissa. I understand your pain. And it's like, you just start writing like, this is stupid. Why am I writing this stupid sentence on this stupid piece of paper? Because I can write about anything I want to write about. It It's, you know, lots of just confusing thoughts and whatever but i like to have a little bit more of a um i like to have a little bit more of a strategy so just yeah, yeah. so free writing is just not uh, yeah
0: it's just not well my comfort level no. and and that's just i like to have boundaries mm-hmm. like you know how like dogs like to be in crates i like to, i like to have like safe
1: little walls yes. around me
0: and that for me is punctuation and grammar
1: <laughs> i feel you and that makes sense I love
0: it. Yeah, yeah. So that's my. It gives experience. you a
1: sense of control, right? It does like, mm-hmm. you're yeah, like controlling.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm all about control. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my experience. Jen, what, Jen? What about you? What's What's your experience with journaling? I know we've kind of okay. touched on it a little bit before. Yes. Podcast.
2: Because I am the total opposite of you. <laughs> really dove into it. I did. And I have, I've been a journaler my life, but kind of off and on. And when I lost Brent, it was just such the, it was the perfect outlet for me. It was the perfect thing for me to turn to because I kind of felt like I needed, I needed solitude and I was just withdrawing in. I was not a person that was looking for you know, having a lot of people around me while I was processing what I was going through. And so for me, journaling was my place. It was my time to get all of those thoughts out. And that was one thing that I found to be like so helpful is that, you know, we have all of these thoughts. We have we have our support and we have our friends and family and people that will listen to us. But we also feel like we, we are Burdening them, I guess, with our repeated (laughs) stories and repeated thoughts. I know the thought that kept going through my head was, why? You know, why did this happen to me? Why? Why me? Why him? Why? Why? I don't want to say that to everybody that I know, like the person on the street, the, you know, the grocery girl, whatever. You know, why did this happen to me? No, my journal was my place to go for me to just repeatedly process those things so that I didn't have to talk to other people and bring them into my daily pain, I Mm -hmm. guess, you know, it was private. It was just for me. Those things that I was feeling guilty about, again, things that you don't want to have to share with other people, the basic things, right? Like I actually laughed today. I saw something funny and I feel like I shouldn't have laughed. Like, why am I laughing? Those are the things that I would, I would write. Things, thoughts that I was having that, again, I i was almost like embarrassed to share with other people kind of thoughts about. The afterlife or, you know, where is he? What is he doing? Uh, you know, you kind of feel like you're going crazy, right?
0: Yeah. Is <laughs> you're he watching asking, me shower right now? Is he, like, yeah. is, he mm-hmm.
2: is he here? Because I feel him here. And I just don't want to say that to anybody else because they might think I'm crazy. The crazy thoughts. So um, those were some of the things that I was writing down too. just kind of everything across the board. It was just such a great outlet for me to get all of those thoughts out. It was it was such a release. Um I know you just talked about Julia Cameron and the and the artist way and I I read that book. It was probably a year or even 2 years uh after becoming a widow, but I loved it. I was already doing the morning page stuff. I didn't even know that that's what it was called, but I was already doing it. And I no boundaries, I'm just like here it is, all the thoughts. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's out there and it's not in my head anymore and it's not stuck anymore. So I feel so much better. It's such a relief to a release, you know, to have it on the paper and out of my head. But yeah. So one thing that I know Julia Cameron talks about in her book also is that free writing like that just becomes um, a really good self-awareness tool as well. You start writing about, Your day, or let's say you're doing your morning pages and you start writing about things that you did last night, or you know, you wake up and you say in your morning pages, I'm feeling really crappy this morning because I had three glasses of wine last night and I was having trouble sleeping. And so I, you know, had another glass of wine. And so, and you're writing and you're writing and you're writing, and then you can go back and look at that and you start to see these patterns of your behavior. Where you're, you can recognize some things that maybe you didn't even know that you were doing that you might want to focus on changing. So it's a really good self-awareness tool, I think, too, Mm -hmm. Um, just to kind of track your own behavior and and just rediscover who you are in this moment. What is going on with you? It's just a good way to check in with yourself and see if there is anything that you could change that you might need to change that you weren't even really aware of that was destructive behavior or a bad behavior. Well, that's a or good point. Like
1: that. That's a good point. When you're honest with yourself mm-hmm. in your journals, because it's personal, then you can yeah. really dig a lot deeper, but you have to be honest about it so that, you know, there's no, um, no sugar coating or whatever when you're journal writing. Right. So yeah, yeah that's a good point. You can learn mm-hmm. a lot about yourself when you are actually being honest about it. Yeah. Yes.
2: So, I mean, that was a, another benefit. You're rediscovering who you are. You're kind of learning who you want to be. Do you want to be a person that has three glasses of wine at night, you know, or do you not? Does it make you feel worse? You don't really notice sometimes that you're doing these things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just journal, journal, journal. I just, I, I think that it, it there's so many benefits besides the things I just talked about. It was, it was my me time too. Like mm-hmm. I had to make time for me. I had Claire, she was really little. She was two going on three. I didn't have a lot of me time. And so when I did have that small chunk of time, that was the most productive thing that I could do with that small chunk of time for me was to was to journal. So mm-hmm. I really, really loved. But again, like you said, when you're staring at a blank page though, sometimes you're a little bit stuck. And I did have some journal prompts that really kind of helped me along the way. So I did want to share some with you guys. I don't know if you've heard of these. Some things to kind of get you started. So for all the listeners out there, here are a few of my favorite journal prompts that I just wanted to share with you guys. Number one, if I could make a promise to myself, it would be blank. And that's a really good one because you can kind of go all over the place with that. Mm -hmm. You can talk about those bad behaviors and the things that you want to, you know, change. And you can talk about things that you, you know, maybe want to work on, like, I'm going to promise to myself that I will be, uh, try to be a more confident person or I will try to put myself out there. You know, you can kind of take that question and and make it your own. Journal prompt number two, I am so sick of blank. Everything. (laughs) That'll fill
0: uh, your whole journal.
2: you could go on for days. (laughs) I am so sick of blank. And then a, a third one is, what did I accomplish today? And this is just a really good reflective one. If you're doing this in the morning, what did you accomplish yesterday? You know, that kind of thing. But that just helps you kind of see that you are making some progress and that you are getting things done and you are taking steps every day, even if they're small steps, you are accomplishing goals and getting things done. So that's just a really good one to always go back to for a little positivity, yeah. right? Yeah. Um Yeah. So those are just three easy ones to kind of get you started. Three that I really like to to turn to when I'm faced with a blank page.
0: That's a good one because we hear in the widow squad comments like, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere or I should be doing more. And if you, that last prompt that you had, what did I, what did I accomplish today? If you go back into your journal and you can read like wow i accomplished a lot yeah a ton like even keeping a, a calendar a paper calendar you can go back god look at everything i've done this past year and here i'm thinking i haven't been doing anything that's yeah. a really that's a really good prompt
2: stay with us we'll be right back
0: feeling stuck in grief there's a path forward Purpose Reimagined is a free three-day virtual event where widowed folks learn from top experts about overcoming loneliness and gaining confidence. Don't miss out on rekindling some hope. Go to widowsquad.com now to learn more and join us from May 30th to June 1st.
2: So that is my experience with journaling. I highly recommend it, of course. (laughs) I try to I try to keep up with it now. Again, it's always a practice, and it's always something that I work on too, but I really love it. Kim
1: journaling, journaling, journaling. Let's see. I have good intentions. I have probably <laughs> seven or eight journals on my on my bookshelf here that are still blank because I have, first of all, terrible handwriting. So I can often not even read my own handwriting. So I've tried to journal on these beautiful leather bound journal pages, and it looks like crap. So anyway, that's my one big issue is that my handwriting is really bad. And I'm usually thinking really, you know, faster than I can write. So I'm just writing really fast. And I just try to get everything out. And so it doesn't look good. Uh, I know I've, we've talked before about I'd rather buy those 20 cent. Well, they're more expensive now. But when the school sales are going on those 20 cent college ruled notebook pa- pages, because it's cheap. I can ruin those and I can rewrite them and scratch stuff out. I don't like to take an actual journal and muck it up. You know, I just don't, that's just me. So I have these blank journals in my book. They're beautiful. I love, I like looking at them, but they're blank. There's nothing in them. So I have in the past taken college lined notebooks and, you know, written in those, because again, I think we've talked about this before. I don't want anyone reading or seeing my journal, anything that I've written, because if you knew what went on in this brain, you might have a different idea about Kim Murray as a person. Okay. There's lots of schizophrenic stuff going on up in there. So I want to write what I want to write. And then I take the sheets and then I put them through my shredder. So I get out what I need to get out and then I shred them. I do not keep my journals. I don't want anybody else to read anything that I've written. So I have a slightly different relationship with journaling and I'm actually not as much as of an avid journaler as I am as just a writer, just a writer in general. Cause when I'm writing things, whether it's for publication or for, you know, family or whatever, I've already gone through several iterations of it before it gets to the final piece. So that control part of, you know, my type A personality, I want it to be, I want it to look good before it goes out in the world. So I think I would probably describe myself as more of a writer and not a, not a journaler. I have done it. And to Melissa's point, when you were talking about, um, you know, really trying to understand what some of your more confusing or, Or deep, deep grief feelings are. I've definitely used journaling for that. I definitely have to write out things and try to make sense of it Mm -hmm. in a journaling space. So I have done that before too. But you know, when when my kids were little, well, all up until they were were eighteen, but I had written a letter to my kids every month. So from the day they were born, from the month they were born until they turned eighteen, I wrote a letter to them every month. And so all of those, it was like a chronological history of their lives, basically. But that was th- those were writing. That was me writing to them. So I I would encourage people to consider not just journaling, but writing. If you want to write a letter, or you want to keep a chronological history of you know things that are happening in your life, or your kids' life, that's therapeutic too. That's mm-hmm. helpful too. That helps you process emotions too. So a lot of those letters before Mark died were all about all the things we did together as a family, which were which were a great reminder for my kids of their, you know, their past, the time that they got to spend with their dad. And then after uh, it was more difficult to write those letters because obviously everything changed. I would try to put a little bit of a positive spin on most of the letters that I was writing. And then after um, Mark died, and especially during the teen years, I had nothing positive to say (laughs) during the teen years. Yeah. So those were, there wasn't too much in those monthly letters, but yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but what I ended up doing was just actually taking those letters. I wrote them in Microsoft Word and I took them and I put them in a book. So there's a, I don't know if it's still out there. It probably is. There's a software program called Blurb and it will take your, you can put text in it and pictures in it and it will turn it into a book. So that's what I did for my kids. I just turned their their letters into a book. So this is, that was all therapeutic for me. That was all me giving them as much as I could. Uh, you know, I knew when they were little, they were gonna forget a lot of the things that we did together when they were little. So and then when they went through we went through their dad's death and the teen years and those awful times, it's still their history and they can go back and read those and they go back and read them now. So they're adults now, but they've gone back and looked at some of those letters and thought, wow, I didn't realize that we went through all the things that we went through and did all the things that we did. And it's it's a nice reminder. So I'm just, you know, throwing that out there so people can. I think we sometimes get hung up on the journaling part. Like you have to have a leather bound blank piece of paper and you have to write in it. You don't, it could be any number of different things. So, and I actually had a blog back before Mark died. So when the kids were little, I would just write about things we were doing and it was called life isn't rocket science. And I would just write my thoughts and whatever out into the world. This was way back when, when blogging was just kind of starting. So uh, I, I shut that down after Mark died. But anyway, I turned those blog posts into a book for the kids too. So again, another avenue of writing. It doesn't oh. always have to be just journal, journal. Um, you can get your words and feelings out any number of ways. Maybe you do have kids and you want to write letters for them. Maybe you have maybe you want to interview your parents and have them write about their lives. And that could be something you could pass down too. All of these are writing centric or writing related. So I think it's important to look at all the options. You could write for publication, you know, Mm -hmm. you could actually write something and then try to send it out to get it published somewhere. You don't have to have someone else publish it. I mean, you know, you could publish it on medium or Substack. Mm -hmm. There's paid newsletters out there. There's, you could start your own blog. Right. You know, I started widow 411 in 2017 because I wanted to write about my experience Mm -hmm. and I wanted to share that with other widows because at the time I was still learning about what was working and not working for me. So what I would share were things that I needed to learn as well as what I wanted the widows who were reading it to learn, if that makes sense. So I was learning along with my readers back then Mm -hmm. because I you know, just had a lot of things that were confusing and a lot of things I wanted to say. So just started a blog. No one has to give you permission to start a blog. You just get a domain and you just start writing and you post. Mm-hmm. So I've written on Medium. I have articles that were published on Medium. I've had articles published in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Detroit Free Press, parenting magazines, travel magazines. It doesn't matter where you go or what you write about. It just matters that you write. So uh, that's, you know, that's my thing. I think we sometimes, like I said, get get stuck on what the, the journaling part is. And we hear that a lot as mm-hmm. widows, you should journal, you should journal. You should journal. You should journal. And I love all the prompts and I've used them because I don't like a blank page either. But writing is just as therapeutic. And Mm -hmm. if you have something to say and you have something to share, why not try to get it out there into the whole world? Yeah. And, you know, maybe even go for publication. So I think we want to have a lot of important information to share. And so I would suggest that maybe you just don't keep a lot of that, all of it private maybe try to get some out there and help another widow so you could start your own blog you could write for medium you could write for Substack. Start a newsletter whatever you want to do um those are some of my tips i guess is mm-hmm. just write
0: right and you don't it doesn't yeah. matter if you're 80 years old and you've never written everybody has a story everybody has some kind of extraordinary story that somebody needs to hear to help them help feel like you're not alone And I don't think it matters. There's writing classes all over the place, writing your memoirs or Mm -hmm. storytelling. And like my mom's 86 years old and she just started writing her life story. Mm -hmm. And she's, it's been fascinating for her from what she tells me is that she is remembering things from, you know, years and years and years ago. And she's processing childhood stuff. You know, I'm not
1: surprised. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's been a really, helpful tool for her and it just kind of started out well I I just want something to do and I have an interesting story so I'm gonna take a class and now she's writing books she's writing like (laughs) these bespoke books for for each of us kids and nephews and nieces and stuff because we want to know you know we want to know her story
1: I love that and I love that um she's doing that for you guys because I think Mm -hmm. if the more you can leave your kids about your your life is like it's not replaceable, you know. You mm-hmm. can't replace that. So that's this is why those yeah. letters I was writing to my kids before Mark even died, before he got sick. I didn't know how important those were going to be mm-hmm. to my kids, but I'm glad I did it. You know. So I'm I'm just saying, if you're ever thinking about doing something like that, like you said, Melissa, it doesn't matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. Just start, just start the writing process. You know, if, ask yourself questions. Like one of the most popular articles I have on Medium is called "How Would You Handle a Death Sentence." So that was a question that I thought to myself, if I was the one given a terminal cancer diagnosis, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but the article was, how would you handle a death sentence? So way my husband handled it. But me asking that question, what would I do? I, I, I don't think I would have done what he did. This is what mm-hmm. he did. I'm not sure I would have done it that way, because I don't know when you're told you're going to die. Like how do you wrap your head around that? Right. So you can ask yourself questions like what would I do in this situation? How would I handle that situation? You know, just start writing about your experience that way too. So lots of different ways. Yeah. To do things. yeah. Lots
0: of different ways to express yourself through writing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, there you have it. We've talked about how writing has played a role in navigating our grief and boosting our emotional health. If you've never tried journaling or writing, we hope our chat might encourage you to give it a shot. It's not about perfect grammar or eloquent, eloquent words. It's about you. It's about your feelings and your healing journey. If this episode touched a chord with you, please share it with others who might need that nudge to start writing their hearts out. And remember, we're here with you through the tears, the smiles, and yes, the pages too. Until next time, take care of your hearts and don't forget you're stronger and more capable than you think.
1: We hope this episode of the Widow Squad podcast has left you feeling supported, encouraged, and empowered. Remember, you're not alone, and there's a community of widows ready to welcome you into the Widow Squad membership. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take good care of yourself.
0: If you're looking for ways to cope with loss and start rebuilding your life, the Purpose Reimagined event is here to help. From May 30th to June 1st, join us and many other grief and widowhood experts for a transformative online experience. It's completely free. Register now at widowsquad.com and start finding your way back to hope.